You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Hello to anyone listening. It's the Robert Lego podcast. Um, I'm not sure if this uh, podcast is going to be released before the other one I recorded. I, I haven't really been recording too much. Excuse me, I had to get some water. Um, okay, so I was saying I haven't really been recording much because I, it's funny what has happened feels to me kind of like those those uh uh social media the the um viral videos where there's something that might not be perceived as dangerous at first and then you just start hearing the oh my gods and the screams and then it just goes horribly um <clears throat> just to run through uh the main ones is uh Obviously, the whole Corona thing happening was the the main thing. Where, as it was coming in, I'm I I'm the trying to be the uh, the uh, I guess it not not the conspiracy guy that's saying, "Oh no, they're doing this to us." But I wanted to be the guy that's no, don't worry. You know what? They fake these things all the time. It's not gonna be as serious. And then. Corona comes along and it's a lot more serious and I I, I will do an audio to explain this deeper uh, but I'm sure that you've heard a lot of the stuff that has also been revealed um, more and more I know I mentioned some of it in the past and I don't know if I've mentioned the Wayfair where they're apparently selling children online and uh, uh, the celebrity stuff, the Ellen stuff. And uh, okay, I, I got to remember to go back to Ellen one sec. But so I, I first of all thought that I, I mean, the originally the whole thing was, oh, no, we're not going to have food in supermarkets. So everybody starts buying toilet paper for some reason. And then it, it almost feels like it's code. Uh, I don't know. Anyway, <clears throat> while all this is going on, luckily I uh, have been working throughout the whole time. Uh, but <clears throat> and and this is a thing that has been going through my mind a lot, and I think I'll talk about it more in future podcasts. And it's the distrust in the medical industry, and as as you've heard. Uh, shows that I've done in the past. It, it's just, I'm not cool with them using us as guinea pigs, as as patients, as uh, uh, test test dummies. And, and I, I'm not fine with that. Not to um, even mention the whole fact of all the harm that's done with all the side effects and, and everything. But... Um, 
my father was like that as well and so he was uh, sick and he um, had complications on his lungs since the uh, he was in a really bad uh, automobile accident and uh, at work in a work truck a giant cement truck and it was just an absolute miracle that he uh, was with us still and and able and able to function and, and everything <clears throat> but uh, he was weak his lungs were weak from that point forward and then when this whole corona thing happened and this is I, I don't doubt that the virus is a real thing, but there's so much more to it that it, it's it's almost like what they're doing with all the movements, the BLM, the Black Lives Matter, the all these uh, groups <clears throat> always seem to have uh, uh, a point where they just poof. The the there's some problem that makes them invalid or there's they're tied it's revealed that they're tied to something that's not uh what people think but so so the yeah people are getting sick i i get that i know that there was a, a mechanic in another uh city over telling me uh hey dude i've been working and there's a, the, all the hospitals that I have, and it was in the, uh, towards the Glendale area. It's uh, north of uh, L.A., uh, Los Angeles. And uh, he was talking about how the, <clears throat> how do you say, the uh, hospital wards, the floors, they were pretty much empty. And that a lot of the nurses were being told, that, hey, there's no work. We're going to need to start uh, whatever it's called. And... Uh, so he's he was confused about it and he's a skeptical guy as well a critical thinker uh, but um, again the the scare is real and people react and people frustrated it is uh, just such a spark that they I feel that they really were banking on and um, I guess that's another note before uh, one sec and so uh, people are very paranoid right now. So I keep saying so people are paranoid and it causes this reaction. At a, I mean, people are already stressed. I know that in L.A. there's this thing that I've been noticing that uh, you get. I've talked about before how oftentimes there's a drunk driver that's trying to get home. Uh, people that I know that have, have fallen behind, fallen asleep behind the wheel. And that's just because they were out partying too much and they had to get home. It's just a typical story. I mean, the, these things are happening today. But in L.A., you're so stressed out about traffic, about work, about all. It's, it's a city that seems like it's been designed not only by a child, but in sections where it's almost as if they ignored that there was a whole separate area that they're going to eventually develop into part of a town, almost as if they're they're guessing, okay, let's make this street run this way. Okay, now let's change the name. Now let's make it change 90 degree direction over the other way. And then a lot of bottlenecks happen in the valley just because of poor design um again i i keep remembering i believe it was chicago a, a city city that i want to um visit and they were talking i believe each block is a certain 
hundred thousand square feet and then each couple blocks is a mile or so, or maybe every block was a mile and they can tell that if you're on sixth and you're going up to third and maple you could tell how much of a walk that is just by visualizing this this grid that they've created and it just makes the city just flow so amazing kind of like the genius thing i've seen in san francisco where they have a uh, the center divider on the road and at the time of rush hour in the morning they have the lanes open into the city so there's an extra lane and there's one less lane on the on the opposite end uh, leaving the city and so uh, in the evening when everybody's off of work they shift that over two lanes and now there's an extra lane in the side of the road where you uh, whatever. I hope I hope I'm coming across. But uh, I've seen this online, and not only that, but then I actually saw. I was going to uh, San Diego. Yeah, I, I, did I say San Francisco? San Diego. Um, I, I was going down there to visit my cousin, and I remember seeing the actual truck that's that's pushing over. It's almost. It seemed to me like they're. Uh, similar material like the polyurethane that they use at the uh, uh, as barricades at exits. Uh, at least they do here in LA. It's just like a solid plastic that looks semi-see-through because of the light. And it seems like it, it's some sort of plastic like that, but it's this, these pieces that kind of slide among each other within, I don't know, a couple of feet. So it's almost like it warms the thing over. It's just uh, lightly uh ramping the uh all the sections over uh, a whole entire lane and uh they're actually doing this while while the traffic is still moving it, why they i mean they don't shut anything down they just had like at least the one i saw just had lights on like hazard lights just to let people know <clears throat> well that was a tangent um genius design and so yeah la uh, people are so i feel so frustrated and so annoyed that okay it, it's just a never-ending cycle of muck it's almost like that that's the curse for what they've uh, done on the land uh, that they took from the people and uh it's this cycle where people are not happy with their jobs so they need an escape that's it nowadays it's either pot or alcohol and then I, I don't know, maybe cigarettes too? But, but anyway, they have their vices. Now they need their vices because they're not happy with work. And now they're working to feed that addiction or whatever it is that gives them that escape. And it, they don't have the time to to relax. And I feel it too. I feel when I start to emulate and start to drive like all those around me, it's, it's very stressful. It's a stop and go and and it, I, I realize when the timing, and I don't know, I've never looked into see if there's evidence out there of them fixing the timing or how they figure out the timing of lights. But I know for sure there's certain streets that if I go down on a certain time and it doesn't seem to be the the traffic causing it, it seems like the lights are the ones starting that congestion. Anyway, I'll, I'll notice that in one direction, you just hit every light red, 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 red. And then you, you're okay the other direction. And either their genius 
in putting it at the right time or they're doing it in a way where it's it's causing traffic now if i feel that if they had figured something out then it probably be promoted places maybe there'd be a commercial saying i don't know uh ge has figured out how to move the timing of their lights to save you'll get home seven minutes earlier and it's just this whole thing on statistics show that blah 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 the scientists we paid to prove that our theory is true say um but i i don't hear too much about that and i know that it, it must be a somewhat complicated system so i it, maybe i'm just speaking completely out of line there um what else i i'm kind of just catching up with all this stuff too because uh my computer's acting up on top of all the other stuff that's happened um my father's lungs were weak and uh the paranoia that i've been talking about it, it's a thing that he was refusing to go to the hospital up until the point where he uh, was feeling uh, fatigued to breathe. And so at that point, he realized how it's it's not going to go away. It's very serious. And he actually was admitted. They kept testing him. And I, I, I want to do an audio where I cover most of this. So I, I just run through it. My dad did not have covid he was in the hospital and they had to give him oxygen and keep his levels at a certain uh, uh, number. And they kept tweaking the oxygen back and forth. And while this is happening, he's got a bunch of medications. He was an older man. And then they had liver problems. It's a, a lot of what you hear happening with COVID patients. So at that point, he's uh, found... Uh, there's there's like three tests negative for COVID. Then there's one that's allegedly positive for COVID. And then two weeks later, it's uh, stated that he's no longer has COVID. And so he's moved out of that ward. And then it honestly feels like it's this whole, again, it's, it sounds so conspiratorial, but it, it's this whole plot to just get rid of retirees and people that are uh it's a whole hitler thing it's it's eugenics uh because it it's that deal where hey uh you know what we want to move your father to a smaller hospital and that will uh i mean he's getting better so it'll be fine and then if they he gets worse we'll move him back and so obviously they move him he doesn't do better and we're asking why can't he go back and they're saying well we don't know if he'd make the move and it just felt to me like was this your plan all along it's that whole deal where at the beginning you're just like okay this just doesn't make sense and i'll, I'll when i do the actual audio i'll um get into why i have this whole theory and i i know i'm paranoid but i know that i that type of uh mind is also very uh, uh how would you say um attuned to details and just little things inconsistencies that others might miss um not to act like i have power or anything but i just want to get into it on that audio 
Uh, and so, yeah, my, my father passed away. He, he was not, uh, he did not have COVID, which is the best uh, scenario for his passing because if he was labeled a COVID patient, as far as I'm aware, they cremate the body and they don't even give you the remains. So it, again, it, it does sound like these horror stories that people are claiming that uh, uh, it appears that China is burning like thousands of bodies and uh, enough to affect CO2 levels on whatever thing they use to read it. Um, so yeah, that and uh, so it's been a little bit of a kick in the in the nether regions and uh, just picking back up from that and just doing a cool podcast and trying to be funny is not uh, parallel so I um, I've been trying to rest a little bit and heal the mind um, so okay there's uh i i when 911 was on friday the today's sunday i i saturday's my day what if i just went into the mic and i'm just like saturday's my day i do what i want on saturday you hear me um but yeah i i if i crank it up in one direction too much i start to feel like a slob and i need to do something like clean the house or um, draw or write or, or something and I I God knows that I've cranked it in both directions and um, I think I, I, I'm cranking it back but it's taking a bit so I still want to do a, a web page but I, I just don't know if it's worth whatever it was like a dozen or two uh, listeners out there um, I, I if there's that whole thing if there's a fraction of, of possibility that I can help somebody out there then it's worth it it's just uh, more about formulating uh, where I why uh, look at me using big words where I allocate my time um, because I, I want to have it a little more streamlined where I can again remember I've been talking about making it all mobile where I could just pick up my netbook and start writing and then edit it later in on my desktop. And right now my desktop's frozen, my netbook's dead, and I, I'm i not really prepared. But because 9-11 happened, I, I kind of told myself that that's at least the day that I want to balance the, the awareness a little. Again, that fraction of possibility that somebody out there is catching something new I haven't said and uh, if they're pushing that much, which I, I don't even know if there is much reminder because everybody is so uh, affected by all the shutdowns and lockdowns and all this stuff. But um, here's a, 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 a how about I, I cover Ellen first and then I say why I feel there's good news. Good news. Is that going to be the last thing? Um, no. Okay. So, Ellen, it's it's so. <clears throat> 
bothersome to me. Like I, I like I always do. I'm, I'm filtering podcasts to see what's really worth my time. As time moves on further and further, I, I keep doing this because there's some podcasts that are just so deep and, and filled with info and, and things that, that I can pick up and share with people to help. And it's just a thing that I just have to sit there with a notepad and just take notes. And I just can't do that at work. Uh, and the time that I have at home, I mean, the week just flies by when I'm doing a couple things. Uh, and we don't have central air, so it gets a little brutally hot. And actually, it's probably a, a good thing that my desktop doesn't work right now because that'll keep the room a little cooler and I don't have to turn on the fan. Um, but what else? Um, Ellen. So the part that really bums me out is I, you know, that one foot in one foot out deal. It's like, I want to connect it to, come on, I'm a nice guy, but, uh, one foot in one foot out. So I, I listened to a couple comedians and partly just to clear my mind of all the heavy stuff and have a little laugh here and there, um, which is actually, I guess that's the next note. Do you like how I take notes during the podcast on what things I'm going to talk about on the podcast? That's preparedness 101. Uh, so uh, I kind of use it almost as a gauge into what little insight I can get into these guys' lives. And it's sad because a lot of times you have really gross stuff. And I, 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 you know, you always hear that idea that the people that are going to positions of power are like maniacs and they're often found uh, sexual allegations and uh, pedophilia and like really gross stuff connected to these people. And uh, that's no different than like the thing that happened with Chris D'Elia and all that stuff. So you, you want to play it safe and you know what, if just real quick, a, a quick tangent, I was thinking about the concept of just having a, a true person of faith, somebody that lives by the words in the Bible and walks as Christ. They're good people. And if you want, you were, let's say that person and you wanted to encounter another person that had the same morals and ethics it would be ideal to know, are, are you a man of Christ? Yes. Are you a man of Christ? Yes. And then, oh, we can do business then, knowing that you're not going to try to trick me or try to steal from me because we're both stating what we believe in. And it, I feel that it's something that's missing now, that there's no, I give you my word, and you make eye contact, and you shake, and it's like, I'm never going to deny that this thing happened right now. Uh, but it, it's not like that and um, so you get for example you like comedy and you're trying to find a comedian that is not a creep that doesn't take advantage of women or, or do any like I'm talking things that are illegal immoral that things that are are not anything that 
people will argue. I'm not talking about the, well, look at these emails and look at this video and look at what this comedian says. All that aside, I'm talking about the act. Let's say if he tricked a minor to go up to his hotel room, just that act, the verb, what he did, the, the part that he had his hand on where the joystick was being manipulated by him. Uh, from that point, that's what what I'm talking about. And, and there isn't any logical way that you can argue for actions such as that and other actions with with minors or with or even if it's another comedian and with the Louis CK thing I'm so fed up with Rogan mentioning it as if hey he asked them if he could masturbate in front of them and they said okay and so he did and then they complained I can almost guarantee you that if you looked into that I don't, I don't want to read more of this gross muck that's just being smeared all over the media i i can assure you that it's not just all the girls that said yes even if it was in an awkward position because it's gross to think that joey diaz uh, joe rogan all these 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 guys that are so popular in the media and in in the com comic scene that they're okay and that they're arguing that no it's if there was this is how i see it it seems that there's argument about delia being around minors and the response that i heard joey diaz it it bothered me so much that i don't it's very hard for me to enjoy his comedy anymore for somebody with a a, a little girl, a daughter, to say those girls knew what they were there for, or something, something along those lines, where he's implying, yes, they're minors, but they knew what they were there for. It's, it's just there's no excuse. The, a minor should be looked at as if it's a a, a thing that everybody should care about. If you saw, at least when I, I was growing up, if you saw a kid, I, I mean, we did it. Here, Here's a really example that is going <laughs> to sound so odd. It, I guess it's proof how real it is. I remember my brother and I would go to the, uh, uh, my parents would take us to the swap meet. And at one point we bought a little Indian set, a plastic bow and arrow the bow, uh, the the arrows tips were suction cups, like that. Probably that cheap plastic, uh, uh, neoprene plastic, that rubber stuff that it's semi see through, and it might have even been the cheap neon ones. Anyway, I remember them having a red or reddish hue, and so we're walking around with this thing, and we're kind of launching it, and but we're really careful not to hit an adult because at that time if somebody tells you something it doesn't matter they're not your parent you're not gonna argue with an adult they're telling you that you're doing something wrong and you listen it's it's this idea that anybody should care about a child that they're doing something wrong any adult should be allowed to speak out and and stop 
that behavior. And so we had that plastic arrow and we maybe we bought shoes or we just found uh, that there's a lot of clothing that has uh, trickled down from the department stores down into the the sales at this swap meet, the flea market. And there's the the pins, the uh, not hairpins, a needle. It's like a needle pin, but it looks like a T. And and so I. Uh, I remember picking up a couple of those and where we my brother and I were kind of giggling oh cool we were into ninja turtles ninjas were my thing growing up I guess because American Ninja and three ninjas and what was the other anyway there's a lot of uh, ninja stuff and we started putting the needles on the suction cup through the plastic pointing outwards towards what it the target is intended to hit and so we had first just one and we're like oh that this is kind of funny huh i i mean we were never the kids that would do anything to harm anyone so it was just almost like a cool goofy thing we were that dorky kid that were in our we were in our yard once my brother and i making ninja weapons not knowing at all how to use them but we're trying to make nunchucks a bow staff out of a broomstick and that that type of deal we had a lot of time to to play but um where was i going with that man what a tangent ninjas um Oh, that's what it was. Oh, man, I hope it was worth this detour. So when we had the suction cup with probably by that time, it was like five needles sticking through, uh, which we, again, I, we never intended to ever shoot it at anybody, but we were just playing around and we were wondering if it would hit like a board or get stuck on, I don't know, whatever, but never people. And one of the ladies at one of the, she had a post there saw us and she's like hey don't be throwing that at people okay and we're like oh like scared and we didn't it's not like we said hey you lady mind your business we we accepted it even though it was a stranger and it's it's uh gross thing when you hear Joe Rogan uh, argue look these girls said yes to Louis CK it makes me think that a lot of what's happening is that a lot of when that happens, the comedians are ball busters. So when you go to a show after something like the Louis CK stuff comes out, I can only imagine how many people in the crowd scream out hateful things back to him because, hey, now you know that this guy is not a good guy and he's done what he's done allegedly to comedians and to other people uh and that's kind of just justice in a weird way um but it's kind of unjust in the sense that i mean the guy's still trying to do comedy i, I don't it's hard because this is back to the thing where i was telling you that the all these groups are just like they fizzle and uh it's the uh the other one is the cancel culture because every time that it's brought up by comedians or anybody, they're talking about the people that are trying to cancel, I don't know, um, Jay Leno because he has too many cars. 
or because he said something about women, like something like where it's not really, there's no merit behind it, but it's not. And that, that's the part that really bums me out, that especially with the Ellen, see how it goes full circle? Especially with the Ellen stuff, there is allegations. And I've seen a video that really disturbed me. It was Mariah Carey was uh, rumored to have been pregnant or to be pregnant. And Ellen is trying to reveal whether she is or not by pouring a glass of wine and and kind of like taunting her on whether she um, would drink it or not. And uh, shortly after, I don't know if she did drink or not, but shortly after she had a miscarriage. And I, I'm sure, I'm, I mean, I've been given advice where you don't tell anybody that you're pregnant until, what is it, the third trimester, because it's just such a fragile time that miscarriages are not uncommon. And for Ellen to force somebody into that situation. And then I saw another one that uh, you, I, I like to look into the, the little details that kind of r- reveal themselves through somebody being silly, like, sh- like, like Shane Dawson's little rage fit where he went on a live stream and uh, the whole thing with the, the drama that happened. And there's so much there that, that it tells you because when you're in a rage state, it's funny, this uh, This is going to sound like some cheap fight club thing, but I'm not kidding. When I learned what haikus were, I was in Art Institute, and no joke, I wrote a haiku about an angry man being no different than a drunk man, uh, in the sense that, that they can be manipulated and controlled and... and uh, robbed and uh, there's just too much vulnerability and uh and i i think that and so there's another video where she's uh, i i wish i remembered who it was that she was talking to and she's saying hey you had a party and you didn't invite me and she says i did invite you no you didn't yes i did no you didn't and th- th- this whole exchange is happening on the air which means there's, it's not like they had a discussion before and said, hey, I'm going to kind of jab at you about not inviting me to your party, okay? Just just kind of roll with it. It looks like it's purposefully done to make her look uncomfortable, as if Ellen's the nicest person in the world, and she's just calling out a friend like, hey, why didn't you invite me to a party? And then making her really embarrassed and probably look terrible. Well, she had done this to her before and she's like saying no i did invite you because the last time you gave me a bunch of stuff about not inviting you so i made sure to invite you and you didn't come and then she's like oh and turns to the producer did did she oh yeah you had blah 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 oh so i couldn't go anyway okay so it doesn't matter and she kind of just brushed it off and it's that thing where Anybody that's coming up with this giant stick that's pointed at the end ah, and just charging at you and then you're pointing out things where, hey, look, you're attacking me you're, and you're diffusing the situation and when they get up to you, their weapon has disappeared into like a little toothpick or something and then you're like, hey, you all right? Yeah, 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 I'm not, I'm not upset. It's fine. It's like, Wait, what about all that stuff? What about all that that collection of emotion that you threw my way? Jeez. 
anyway, I, and I, I think that that video does show the true her where she probably, I, I don't watch the show. I don't care to watch it. Even if I had a whole thing to do, I'd probably just do compilations at best. But even then, is it worth my time? And, and this is what I've been thinking about with the whole website and writing and all of that, that I wanted to, to be something that people care about. I don't want to just be doing it just to do it. And there's a lot of things that are still going on just like this Ellen nonsense and that might continue on past this. So I, I want to still have that info out there and to hopefully get you thinking out there and maybe in the future we can uh, uh, do some some message thing and, and talk. But um, I still want that avenue. It's just that it, there's so much to waste time on. So I'm, I'm dividing my... I'm probably going to do a separate podcast and then this one continued. But I want to do articles and it's so hard and uh, if nobody really cares to read a long article, so I need to really chop them down. Um, but we'll get there. I had a little trip up, but I'm still walking. Um, so Ellen, and the part that really bums me out is that, as you know, I like Bill Burr a lot. Uh, I like Burt Kreischer. I like Tom Segura. And a lot of these guys have commented on, and this is the part that it just feels so shill to me, but maybe that's just a thing that that's uh, like an awareness that everybody has that, hey, when you're when this happens, this person takes a fall, you're going to stay out of it. If you're like the nice guy, you're going to stay out of it. But it's like, what can you say? Well, you can only talk about your experience and, oh no, don't talk about any of the allegations or the actual footage out there that people are pointing at. Just talk about what your experience was with them. And so they all have this, I either, I've been there or I, I wanted to go and I couldn't, or I didn't, or I wasn't invited, but it's all, I bet that she's just stressed. And that really bums me out when I hear a comedian that is such a, a great thinker. And I mean, all their uh, comedy, a lot of it is based on somebody looking at something differently than you are and, and pointing how or, or pointing something ridiculous about it. But their their perspective is always, I feel, one of the most valued traits. And for them to just be like... I bet she's just stressed. She probably, and and then they bring up I don't know if it was Steve Harvey and then some other person that would just wear like a hoodie. And uh, when you're when that person's wearing the hoodie, you don't bother them. And a lot of these things would not fester and boil into this giant thing if it was just somebody so stressed about getting the job done. And. The part that, that really creeps me out is that I've talked about this many times before, that that fake, <laughs> guys, come on, like that, that fake laughter of, uh, it's sometimes used as a, a coy, sometimes like a flirtatious type of thing, but it's it's like that Barbie doll flight attendant thing where they're just way up here in energy. And those people sometimes have 
giant crashes of, of emotional uh, effect. And sometimes they have, it's just like really high highs and really low lows. But somebody that's doing that, like if this woman was, let's say, yelling behind the, the scenes moments before and then gets on stage and starts dancing her way to the her desk or whatever that's a special kind of person that's somebody that that's it, it really makes you wonder how much human is in a person that can do that type of thing where they uh make somebody cry that works for her and then uh is is just portraying herself to be the happiest person uh in america um, and and for to hear Bill Burr, Bert Kreischer say, I bet she's just stressed and she's like telling people to leave me alone that this uh, thing takes a lot of my energy, which is what Tom Segura said. And then Bert kind of regurgitated, at least in the order that I heard the podcast. And then uh, um, by the time it got to um, Bill... Bill was kind of just saying the same thing on his own anyway. Uh, but it, it's really gross, but I, I don't know because maybe when you're in that position, you know, you know that Ellen is powerful in Hollywood and you don't want to be the guy that, that said something negative because it, what if she does get her show back, which I wouldn't doubt it. The, the, the enemy is just so uh, cunning in, in doing that making you forget that, there was, uh, I don't know, Bill Cosby was, it, it was, it wasn't like they made them forget. It's almost like he uh, got away with a bunch of stuff that he was just pushing aside over and over. And I, I feel that that's the part where they feel like it's magic because they have, they do this horrible thing. The girl starts to speak out. And then uh, as the case with the guy that um, um Chris Hansen work with it was like a lawyer and he was accused of this sexual assault and because the person had a wrong number or a, 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 a what is it called a typo in a specific number they had to throw out the whole case so Chris Hansen's acting like this guy's not a bad person that the case was thrown out it's like no the evidence is still there and this kind of thing I bet happens and when a monster like Bill Cosby doing drugging a woman and, and taking advantage of her and then for her to speak out of him to say, no, she's crazy. She's just trying to get blah, blah, blah out of me. And f to be able to convince everybody that that's true over and over and over when they wave their little fingers and, and try to bring out this spell, this illusion that they're trying to get the masses under and it doesn't work that's when they're like kind of fluttering and throwing their fingers out and moving their hands like all crazy like why won't this work why is my magic not working and it's like the illusion's over you're you're out of magic dust uh and ah man i really hope that that's what happens with ellen she doesn't deserve to be in any position where she tells anybody anything if she's that terrible of a person um but I, again, I don't know if you can fault anybody in the industry that knows because before this happened, I remember 
it's not like I have the time, but I'm sure that there's clips out there of a lot of these guys talking about how horrible things are or how they saw her rip into a intern and make them cry or something like that. Because I remember hearing a lot of stories like that before all this blew up. And now everybody's just doing like a cookie cutter response that just covers a lot of the same points. Like I, I, I was uh, thinking about this one earlier. The Shane Dawson stuff is really disturbing, especially the stuff with children. And uh, then his boyfriend comes out with a statement, almost like defending him, saying, like, people are mean and cancel culture this, cancel culture that. And again, going back to the action, that one moment where he had the control of the joystick and it went wrong, um, try to justify... Uh, any of the pedophilia stuff like try to justify or uh, maybe that's jumping the gun uh the moments where they were allegedly uh pedophilic if that's a word where, where he was sexualizing a child uh for his boyfriend to justify that like oh I know this is his statement, okay? This is his for off his Twitter, so let me play the clip. No, I'm kidding. But if he went, I know that it looks bad that he's talking about how babies are made with, like, whatever it was, like an 11-year-old, his uh, niece. But let me remind you, it's like, no, 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 stop. Don't get to the butt. Is that wrong? Well, yeah, let me... But first, let me... No, 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 no buts. No no explanation. Like, if we're really arguing the ethics, whether something is right or wrong about a certain thing, then we don't need all that extra information. And just by addressing something like that, as his boyfriend did with such a, a statement, kind of like these comedians, kind of like what you constantly hear, it, it, I'm surprised that a lot of these people aren't defending Epstein after, after all the stuff going on. And there's always that, well, I never experienced that, but I think that blah, blah, blah. And this is why it's justified that people are saying this. So it's almost like not necessarily going with the lie, but saying, no, no, no. I, I know that's not true, but here's some gray stuff that you can latch on to. And it's so gross because this is enough of what the... The people that are still under the spell, that's all they need. They just need Shane Dawson to do a video. Uh, that's probably a bad example because he hasn't. But uh, there's a guy uh, that Curtis Connor just did a whole thing with a guy. And um, I'm losing my trail here. There, there's a lot of um, dressing and a lot of nonsense that you can throw into a statement and it's very difficult to clear that up to get the debate actually going and uh, obviously the number one trick is emotion throwing emotion into it and then you just start stirring all this muck and nonsense into this debate that the debate was just a tiny little appetizer but now you have a giant pot of stuff and you got to filter through all the statements that that are wrong all the it, it's a lot to filter out to get down to the true debate of should children be sexualized no period that's it it's over 
but it's not so easy. And then, uh, uh, or something like, like the Ellen, like, um, down to the, to the main, the, the point that I keep talking about the joystick, uh, what, is it okay for uh, if the alleged claim is true is it okay for Ellen to have made an employee cry period is, is it okay for an uh, 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 how do you say a boss to make an employee cry and and we can go from there it's not about well Ellen is the number one show who cares about all of that stuff in the end it, it's people it's people that matter, not institutions and labels and titles and all this other stuff. It's people. If people are being harmed, then stop it. Stop the presses. Let's figure out who's being hurt and why. And let's fix that part first. Um, and I don't know. I, I think uh, that... Oh, even Joe Rogan has been in such a tough spot because ironically and this is where i feel like it's god just sprinkling a little bit of magic to reveal the enemy a little more and more the the narrative that the enemy pushes i should say and right before this whole corona then crystalia and then ellen and all these things started unraveling he had nothing but comedians i used to listen to rogan every single episode and i kept dropping out more and more and uh, now it's either for humor, I'll hear him with a comedian, which there hasn't really been much at all. And whoever he does have, I can guarantee that he's not going to address anything like that, except for, you know, Ellen must be really stressed, man. I mean, anybody would be under a lot of stress. Of course, people would take what she does and says the wrong way. Um, and then that's not helping anybody. That's not fixing the trauma that the employee had or justifying Ellen having multiple claims of doing things terribly or like racist comments and, and racist behavior. Um, and, and yeah, so Rogan can't have comedians, it looks like now, because that's the first question. What do you think of Dalia? And I heard even uh, Bert Kreischer said that the people were making the comment of, well, if Dalia is friends with Rogan, then all those guys around Rogan must be dirty. And so that's why Bill and Bert kind of stepped back a little. Uh, and uh, even with Dalia, like there, there's so many, the, the things that are truly bothersome this is the part that I like, though, that Dalia and Shane Dawson are not even Jeffrey Star. Like a lot of these people that are that the veil is just tearing, their magic is spilling, and they're not able to perform a spell at all. Um, they haven't come back because a lot of the times when they do come back, it's oh, it's water under a bridge. It's I've learned my lesson and I'm back. And again, Shane Dawson did that multiple times. He, it's They were even describing like every year he would pick up flack for something that he did in the past. And even though that was happening every year, he never took time to address it, to remove the videos, to cut out that little clip until it picked up to the most extreme this time with the whole makeup drama and all that stuff. But the only 
thing that makes sense for that much apparent pedophilia and material that is just flat right unexcusable is that the higher ups want it there and i and it's it's hard to think that there's no way that youtube can block any type of material that is considered obscene when you had the whole uh elsa spider-man and all that stuff where children videos are showing uh sexual acts and and uh uh or or apparent sexual acts and even though they're costumed it's still sexualizing these characters and they're having babies and it's just sometimes it was it was gory if i remember correctly and it's just hard to think that that stuff is still found online and that type of disturbing stuff and then you post up a video and it gets flagged or it has i wish i remembered there's some examples where they're showing like police brutality or things and they remove them um but that that leads me to the other thing that uh how long have i been talking here okay um i really think and i i i also felt really dumb when at first i was like you know what this whole virus thing is gonna blow over trust me don't worry but it really feels like it to me and this is the takeaway okay this is where i'm doing the thing i hate joey diaz does where i slow it down hey let me tell you something look one thing you need to remember the thing that i think you should take away from this podcast the one thing i remember and it's it's just dragging and dragging um i guess um Pendulet does that too but the thing is that i really think that um there there's clearly manipulation but the summary of what it feels like to me and this would constantly pop up in my mind is because a video uh, or a post i saw said the cops are being accused of being murderers so they'll murder you if you call them that and something along those lines and so i i uh, kept thinking it feels like they're really trying to push this uh rebellion on purpose and i mean not far from where i live there was a little bit of uh riot uh, a couple windows were broken they broke into like a cell phone place and a lot of the businesses even today still have boards on their windows some still a lot of the chains like the big supermarkets they'll have security uh solar paneled like battery operated uh security systems that i don't know if they're just recording or if they're sending the signal back somewhere to some police dispatching center but i really feel dumb that that george floyd it's looking more and more like it was a masonic uh uh what's it called black flag uh, like a a, a, a psyop it feels to me as it's a an staged attack themselves type of deal where it would just get people upset and they got a little bit of a reaction and it and there's still places with um protests going on today but 
I think that they truly wanted something huge. And the fact that people didn't take the bait, I mean, I'm sure that a big part of it is because a lot of these people haven't worked for who knows how long, maybe since March. And so they don't want to end up in jail or to ruin something worse in their homes or, I don't know, to harm a, a, a part of the family that's still intact. And I think that um, while there was arrests and just horrible stuff, I feel that that was purposeful. Like they really wanted this to be blown to such a degree where they can do the famed martial law and try to change some things. And so I'll give you a little theory that might not seem great. And then I'll, uh, I guess, wrap it up at the end. Um, again, the one foot in, one foot out with the Rogan thing, I feel that there is some some truth spilling out and some sometimes with people's actions, sometimes with what they say and or inconsistencies in what they're trying to say. And Rogan is supposedly talking about moving to Texas and there's some comedian saying, well, if Rogan's leaving, then I'm leaving. And it's just going to spill into this whole thing. And it's starting to feel like that narrative that they want to collapse LA and rebuild. So if they uh, raise the taxes like they're saying, then that will surely make LA the the Hollywood industry just move. New Mexico has been used ever since uh, Breaking Bad. I remember that a lot of the filming has just gone. Brian Cranston on, I think Adam Carolla back then was talking about how it's just too expensive. It's cheaper to fly everybody out of state, film a couple of weeks, and then fly them back than to go through all that process here in in LA. And so I, I wouldn't. I, I wouldn't put it past them because, as you know, L.A. has this whole layer of Masonic nonsense and a lot of hidden things. The uh, n the natives that were here, their bones were like disrespected and they built stuff on it. it there's just so much, so much uh, uh, unrest here that. I don't know. It, it really makes you think when they legalize marijuana and nothing really changes and you know that they're getting incredible amounts of revenue and it, and you see no change. And then we have the highest taxes. We have, I'm sure some, some of the highest, may if not the highest taxes, uh, gas prices, um, uh, probably diesel too, for all I know. Um, and, and it's just the, 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 how do you say the minimal amount of money that you need to survive out here is just insane. If you don't live in a big city, it's, it's really difficult for people to, to do. And so I don't know, I wouldn't be surprised if it is trying to really clear out a lot of the people because I'm seeing a lot more motorhomes everywhere, more homeless, and it's uh, it's feeling like a movie. Um, but the, the good news is nobody, or at least 
people didn't take the bait as much as they did. And that, that honestly brings a smile to my face when I'm thinking about just all the suffering that's being caused by people up top that could be doing something differently to avoid it. And when I think that they, if the George Floyd thing is a complete doctored video, you're going to have to do your search on that one on why I'm coming to that conclusion. There's some weird things where nobody's wearing a mask. There's the other angle and you don't see people. There's uh, other guys have covered it. I, I don't, you don't need me to. Um, but it's if that's the case, then it took them faking that thing, putting it up, making people upset, bringing up past police brutality cases, pulling up new ones constantly happening, like feels like every other day. And then in L.A., they had to actually drive in a pallet of bricks, drop them off and get out of there with some which were caught on uh, on tape. People were, were being caught dropping those off. And then, and then a lot of the speculation is, what, what if it's the cops? What if it's them doing this to prove to the people, quote unquote, how uh, how much they need the police department? And But it, it makes me smile because it took that much. It took people allegedly seeing somebody die on a video uh, a whole uprising, a whole movement, uh, Black Lives Matter, this anger nationwide, and then they're still just dropping off bricks, having a, a guy which looks like a cop, that one I, I really feel looks a lot like a cop, he's at an auto zone smashing windows, and then when the actual protesters run up, the guy starts to walk away and tr trying to get out of there, and he has like army boots, like military boots. They had to do that much and they still couldn't move the people. It's almost like that that whole thing where you're like, no, I don't want to do it. And you're dropping your hand and they're like grabbing your hand. No, I want you to write this. And they put the pen in your hand and they're squeezing it. And you're like, ow, ow, I can't, I can't write. And they're like, no, write your signature. And they're holding you all together. It's They're, they're doing this to try to create this uh, insurrest is that the word unrest uh, this unrest uh, nationwide and in some places yes it is and in other places it's just people are like no nah, man I, I got my things to worry about um, so hopefully hopefully we see at least some sort of procedure be enforced for police because up until now it's it's still that thing where uh when you see a police a cruiser you don't feel safe you start to worry if you're in trouble yourself if you did something wrong if they're gonna harass you or ask you something uh, and and I, it's just this thing where it's it's so tainted, uh, and it, even if that's also uh, promoted, then it's kind of uh, again an amazing thing that they just can't get the people to truly be evil. Um, it's that that test that you can do: go up to a stranger and be like, "Hey, even if it's a street that you know where it is, just go up and." 
hey, do you know if Main Street is this way or brand or whatever you want to say? Just do you know if it's this way? And watch that person feel bad if they can't even answer what you're asking them. Like everybody's so hopeful, so so they have this uh, optimism that they try to help their fellow man. And it's an innate, innate thing that God's put inside us where you the world's not that terrible scary ugly place it's just that they try so hard to make it feel like everybody's out to get their own and they're they're gonna um they're they're gonna manipulate things one direction and another and you can't trust anyone and everybody's out to get you that whole mentality is just constantly being pushed in in the narrative and I guess it's all the OTO, the order out of chaos stuff, where um, they think that they're moving their agenda forward and pushing all this stuff. But I'll tell you what, no matter what happens, pedophilia is never okay. And again, going to that little act, when you're looking down at that act where past all your experiences past all your biases and your beliefs and everything and you're at the moment where you could do something wrong or something right and you have the capacity to do both and you choose one over the other you need to be able to justify why you chose that direction and you need to remember that that there's certain cycles that just never end and hateful ones are like that it just it will still fester more and more and more and uh i don't know you can't justify ever hurting a child or affecting them in a way where it would affect their development that's never okay no matter where in the acts it is it it should be put to rest it should never move forward at all ever start like that's something going back to what i at the beginning before i wrap up the the thing that corollas talked about where it should be okay for any adult to correct the bad behavior and that's how i grew up i and now i know that there was the cranky neighbor that just was annoyed by everything and telling you to not make any noise and not run by his yard, not step on his grass. I, I know that. I'm talking about... <clears throat> I'm talking about an adult that's using... that that sees somebody doing something that could harm them or someone else. And it's sad that it's not always okay for a person to speak out. And say, hey, I don't think you should be doing that. Um, but uh, obviously, this is one of those tricks that they've been pushing since I was a kid. So for as far as they get, it's so much work for what they have to do against good to try to normalize these terrible things and try to break down the family and try to confuse you and try to make you eat unhealthy and harm yourself and need vices and to not be emotionally healthy and not know your purpose or your or anything beyond 
you going to your job and coming back and then spending your money and just never in this cog, uh, this cog in this giant machine. Um, whoa, I said I was going to end it happy. Jeez. Um, but yeah, we didn't take the bait. We didn't take the money. So that's good. Um, and I, I guess at that point I, I thought to myself and I, I felt God told me, you know what, it, it's that's why it wasn't the answer like that whole anger which i still feel so bothered for any police officer that goes uh uses his power for for wrong but uh anger just just anger it's just such a dangerous thing to ever latch onto or, or to hold uh and I, i'm not saying that it's not 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 acting um i'm just saying that uh there's uh there's always an answer that involves more empathy and love and understanding uh and the big one above all that i got was that all the people that you're seeing around you are are like life is suffering we're all here suffering and the people that are around you are probably not the ones that are causing the situations around you and that's why we need to have uh, understanding and empathy for those that uh, are also suffering alongside us. Oftentimes we think we're each other's enemy and we fight and and it's not. It's just the enemy making you uh, upset or uh, how would you say antisocial. Anyway, that's it. Uh, we didn't take the bait. We shouldn't never. Uh, I guess it's never okay to throw a brick through a window. I, I even now I, I tell myself, what if they just hit certain chains? Um, would that have justified it? Like anybody? I, but no, no, probably not. Um, okay. Well, thank you for listening and this nine eleven podcast. And I know it's a couple of days late, but I I, I can't miss a nine eleven one and talk about fakery and other stuff that involved it. Although I didn't mention it, there's plenty of old audios where I do. So, And if not, just throw it in the comments. Oh, I wish you'd talk about 9-11 a little more. And not that you sound like that, but leave a message like that and I can cook something up. Um, thanks for listening. Take care of yourselves.